some customers have very sensitive about their performance because their workload and some customers less sensitive. Some customers more care about uh, because on-prem, they are creating a lot of different applications and they need some help in terms of uh, how to develop and how to use them. In my case, uh, this customer is highly sensitive about performance and scalability and downtime. So the challenge is, is first of all, how to scale. It's a constant challenge. Uh, as you can see, over the time, the MongoDB has been matured, has lots of new features. We have replica sets, we have workload isolation, for example, how to distribute the workload to different nodes. And we also have the ASIN set up on Atlas to utilize the analytical nodes to, to run some kind of data science queries, but they are very heavy, but they should not impact their transaction workload. Welcome back to the show. My name is Michael Lin, and this is the MongoDB podcast. That's the voice of James Lin. He's a seasoned technical services engineer at MongoDB, and he's been here for nearly four years. He brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise, particularly in his role as a named technical services engineer, or NTSE. Today, he'll share his insights into his journey at MongoDB, the intricacies of his role, and how it impacts our customers and the broader MongoDB community. Stay tuned. James, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you on the show and talk a little bit about your role at MongoDB. Very excited to join you. Uh, my name is James Ling, and uh, I work at MongoDB four years now, okay. and as a, a, a TSE as well as a name technical service. TSE is a technical service engineer uh, abbreviation, and uh, we, as an engineer working uh, for customer, and try to take in cases and uh, help customer resolving their issues. Name um, technical service engineer. Um, it's more dedicated to a particular customer um, to help them to more focused as a, a focal point or a point of contact for this particular customer to engage with MongoDB. Great. So when you say named, you're assigned to a specific set of accounts. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Either one account or a number of accounts. Okay. Correct. When you say named technical services engineer, this is because you're assigned to a certain number of accounts. Is that right? Yes. Let me expand a little bit about uh, the name TSE role. As mentioned, it's a, a focal point. It's when our salespeople and sell MongoDB to account, name NTSE role can be sold as an item to the customer. So a certain customer maybe like to have a focal point, a contact, uh, a point of contact for MongoDB try to uh, communicate with Mongo in terms of the technical issues. Mm -hmm. So first of all, first of all, NTSE role is, is a highly technical role. And uh, as I, as you can see this, we call T-Rex. I'm using this term. T-Rex. Okay. What does T-Rex stand for? Exactly. That's what I'll try to tell. T-Rex, NTSE role can be summarized in my view in the T-Rex. T is a highly technical. We are highly technical. In, the, in terms of Mongo technologies, like sharding, replication, query, how to scale it, how to do load testing, performance, and so on and so forth. So highly technical, that's a T. R is a relationship. We build a relationship. Work with, we work with a customer and different level. Most of it is developers and as well as their DBAs. And sometimes work with their management to establish a relationship through resolving, resolving their issues. So third is A, 
advocate. We try to advocate their needs. So at times, as you can, sometimes our MongoDB technology has limitations. I wasn't able to fully address their a customer's issue. How do we, using their use case, uh, bring back to our development, help our development to to cave their roadmap or developing a new feature for these use cases if we are deemed to, to warrant the needs. And the last but the not least, C. The C stands for context. The name uh, NTS0 is, is collecting all the context of customer needs. For example, what their cluster look like, how do they using our drivers, what their application workload look like, so those contexts, uh, we are work with customer over time and collect that so that when we try to resolve an issue, we no longer need to ask them those questions anymore. So that's in the resulting help them to expedite the solving their issue. So uh, we call the T-Rex in general speaking, um, um, build a context, set a relationship. And we're highly technical, but however, we don't resolve all the cases they have. We are advocates and both in inside development as well as a, or within our t uh, technical service organization. Yeah, that's so powerful. I have a, a personal yeah. experience recently. I moved and I had to have internet set up. And one mm -hmm. of the most frustrating things that I encountered was I needed some technical help. Now, obviously it's gonna be different than MongoDB technical help, but I, I needed to place frequent calls to the support center for my internet provider. The most frustrating thing I experienced, James, was that I would be bounced around from tech to tech and they would never have my context. They never understood Correct. what I had already spoken to previous reps about. They didn't understand my specific implementation, even my support level and the services that I pay for. I would have to fill them in from zero, starting from scratch every time. So I imagine that's a really powerful benefit. Who among the customers can avail themselves of an NTSE? Is there a certain customer level or spend level? I don't think there is a specific threshold to how the spend level. It's really is a customer, how see, uh, do they have needs for NTSE, right? You can have uh, small customers who spend less, but they want to solve in their quick problem quickly. They want to have a point of contact at MongoDB as a technical service organization. Or the large customer, as you can see, the larger cus customer even need this role uh, more than other customers. You just mentioned that example yourself. I think we all have the experience somewhere, frustrating, bouncing around. And every time they bounce around, you need to explain your problem again. Sometimes they ask you what's your setup, things like that. Imagine a larger company. They have very silo and different organization, the application team. Sometimes NTSE role acting as a bridge. We have more contacts than their particular employee in, uh, within their company because we talk to multiple uh, sections or silos of their application team or teams in general. And uh, we uh, work with many cases that we collect a lot of contacts. In my personal experiences with my role, it's... I've been there, as mentioned, for almost three years now. And the company from very high growth, this particular customer, to now is with the macroeconomics and the money saving, and the company has personnel turnovers. So the context within the company, within the application, extremely important. Sometimes customer creating a support cases. It's, a, it's a just a particular problem. However, 
how that being problem can be solved will require a lot of context. And NTS zero feeling that even though the, the person opened a case at a customer, does not have those contacts yeah. because we've been there a long time. We stick around. We know their setup. We know the history. So context is very important. And uh, saving customers' grief, just like your frustration part about explaining your problem over over again but without solving problem. So we are the role like uh, we there for customer. We provide in context within our organization. As I mentioned, we don't take all the cases. Um, one of my colleagues will take the cases. You, you can imagine if the, our TSE working on the case, keeping bouncing around with this particular customer, try to seek in context how frustrating that customer can be, right? So now you know the role I am. On behalf of the customer, tell my, my colleagues what's the context. Don't ask this question or this is the driver version they're using. This is the version they are using. This is the history they have a problem with. Or the question you're asking about, they already go through that. Then we can cut a lot of bouncing back and forth conversation. That could be easily taken a week before they solve their problems. So this is a TSU role that we play and providing context. And by the same time, I want to extend that context. So after providing context, sometimes, uh, as you can see, the other one is customer creating us severity, high severity cases, S1, S2, because, for example, they want to resolve the case. This is a block. The issue was blocking them to go to production, right? So S1 cases, they could open on Friday night, Friday evening before the, holiday, uh, the weekend. What is NTSC rule can do is because over time we build a relationship. We can tell customer is you don't need to create S1, S2 because this is not based on our support policy. It's not a production issue. But we treat this very seriously. And we give you timely update, try to solve in their timely uh, manner because we have that relationship. We can ask the customer, say, what's the, this issue really mean? And how does your blocking your deployment? And what's your timeline? So we, we NTSC rule acting as a bridges between the customer and the person working at your cases. Try to address in their issue, but also lower the temperature. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, and I imagine in the TSC organization, there's several classes of engineer, NTSC being one of them. What does it take first to, to become a technical services engineer, even before being considered as as part of the named TSE team? Well, as you mentioned, the technical service is very important department in our organization. We are in contact with customer directly, the open cases. We hire people in the, in the industry, very experienced, very highly motivated and the individual. And on top of that, it's all great people we hire. We are get along pretty well. We have all diverse, different uh, personal experiences from jazz, music, dance. We all have some other interesting other than working that. So we very, a bunch of people work well together. We just had offsite last week and it's the first time after COVID we met and we get on, we are so happy to each other outside Zoom meetings and in person, we meet in person. So first and foremost, we are great people and we're passionate our MongoDB technology. In additionally, we passionately help customers solving problems. We pride ourselves are the best in the industry. In the industry, 
I, I work with uh, my backgrounds of being 20 years in the industry. I work at a number of database company, including Oracle, MySQL, and uh, uh, Amazon, Redshift, all those number of databases. I work with a number of customer service, technical service, and respected companies. But I'm, I can say that the te- uh, MongoDB technical services are the best in the industry. So that's first and foremost. And uh, so after that, we hire those people. Myself, I'm working about a half a year, working a number of cases and uh, with uh, customers. And there's uh, customers who uh, need NTSE. And uh, I think the management see my skill set and uh, sign me to that customer. NTSE already been there. And at one time we have, for this customer, I work is, has one NTSE, then because their business expanded, I was a second NTSE. And over the next years, we have a six NTSE because we need to work with the customer because they have a global presence. So we have six NTSE work around the clock, try to help these customers. Yeah. And do you receive an advanced level of training around MongoDB? We all, as a, as a TSE, we all has to go, one goes through some basic trainings and we'll also have to go through certain ramping period. Myself went to a new hire training and the first months or two months, we don't take actively taking cases and maybe shadow sometime, but in second month, I, first six months, actually I'm ramping, I'm taking cases, but I always have peer review of my comments and technical accuracy and work with other ramped TSE and senior TSE on the cases so that I make self, make sure myself are ready as well as we are follow the standard, the comments and standard we have. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, we are have very rigorous program to help our customer. We don't just hire someone day one and start work cases, sending comments, things like that. Yeah. We are very vigorously make sure our comments has good, good tune, good technical accuracy and help customers solve their problem mm. effectively. Yeah, I was leading the witness. I actually went through the NTSE training when I first started huh? many years ago. And I know the rigor that goes into setting up that training and the depth that you need to understand each and every aspect of the MongoDB architecture. So, so yeah, I have a lot of respect for the NTSA team. Well, the TSC team yeah. in general, but so can you talk a little bit about some of the common problems that come into the TSC team? Right. Uh, it depends on customer. I just want to add in what you just mentioned, uh, NTSE. It's not one size fit all. As you can see, all customers are not one size. There's a big, small, large. Uh, there's highly uh, different demand. There's on-prem. There's uh, uh, Atlas as well. So um, different customers have different needs. Some customers have very sensitive about their performance because their workload, what their customer is. And some customers less sensitive. Some customers more care about uh, because uh, on-prem, they are creating a lot of different applications and they need some help in terms of uh, um, how to develop and how to use MongoDB. In my case, um, this customer is highly sensitive about performance and scalability and downtime. So the challenge is, first of all, is how to scale, right? It's a constant challenge and in the MongoDB um, technology. Uh, as you can see, over the time, the MongoDB has been matured, has a lot of new features. We have replica sets. We have workload isolation, for example, how to distribute the workload to different nodes. And we also have the async setup on Atlas to utilize the 
analytical nodes to, to run some kind of data science queries, but they are very heavy, but they should not impact their transaction workload. In, then you talk about the sharding, right? How to shard and how to using, well, also how to mention that connection storm. Those are how to use relation, um, resiliency and uh, stability constantly is their concern, customer concern. That's what we are fighting every day, try to improve their needs. Well, James, it's fascinating to me. And having spent time as a technical services person at companies, I gravitate toward this role. And one of the things I'm thinking about, and you mentioned this, you mentioned specifically analytical notes. This kind of pulls out for me an example where the TSC, when a customer is evaluating spend with a vendor like MongoDB, if you get a named technical services engineer, it's going to be an additional charge. But what I think I want customers to know is that by investing in something like an NTSC, they can actually change the surface level of their spend and actually increase the efficiency of their spend through your knowledge of architecture. And you mentioned specifically analytical nodes. Talk a little bit about what those are and how recommending that can actually decrease the customer spend over time? Very good question, Michael. Um, as I mentioned, but a year, I just stepped back a little bit about a year and a half ago when the, the money is for the company wasn't that a very number one issue. They can, you know, when they're using our analyst platform, they can just add in a note for the scale, right? Increase the IOPS if they need it because the money was not the number one concern. But things have been changed within the year and a half. So each company in the macroeconomic, they are starting concerned about spending. They all try to cut in cost about uh, capital spending. But on top of that, they still want to deliver their service. They still want to deliver the high level service. They still want to be stable. They still, still want to be resilient. So this here is the NTS zero can help. The customer wants the stability and they want to be able to scale. That's what they wanted. However, um, what NTSC is, we need to consider how to using MongoDB features help them on that. So for example, they still have a high load, workload. First, we ask them to distribute, uh, we're using our uh, workload isolation, distribute their load to different nodes. We have primary nodes, we have a secondary nodes, we have a, a read-only and a, analytical. You just mentioned that, right? So we help them to silo their workload they need to work on their workload, say, which node you need to work on, the, you can land it on secondary, and which workload can go to the read-only, and which workload can go to analytical. So this is where I help them to isolate in their workload as well as the saving money. For example, their, uh, you mentioned the analytical node, right? So with the feature that analytical nodes currently today can be go asynchronous, uh, asymmetric. With the rest of the nodes can be in, let's say, in the 30 uh, tier, but an analytical node can go M50 if they need. means the, the highest node uh, tiers means more high, uh, CPU, IOPS, more power and uh, capacity. So think about the, um, a, a company maybe running some analytical query reports, a monthly basis or even weekly basis, and you don't want those workloads go to land on the primary node and secondary node impact their regular organic uh, traffic, correct? And uh, kind of a noise type thing. So we want them to isolate it into analytical nodes. 
And uh, somehow the analytical nodes require more uh, higher tiers and CPU IOPS. So MongoDB offered this today. And this allows you to scale the analytical nodes separately from your main cluster to, to meet your demands. So we offer that and they say, wow, you can do that. That's great. They are implemented today, right? Also, think about this because the workload isolation, they are not interference. They are regular organic traffic that their customer are running on. So that helped them to provide stability, guaranteed performance. And they are very happy about that kind of architecture that MongoDB provides. And that's an NTSE rule sometimes. Through the conversation, a weekly conversation, we have a weekly meeting with them, help them to utilize features MongoDB provides. Hopefully answer your question. Mike. Yeah, it definitely did. And I'm just thinking about more use cases or examples where you're talking about best practice for architecture design. Now, this is what the right. TSEs do all day, every day. So it just makes sense to me. I worked at a Fortune 50 financial services firm, and I felt like I was pretty good with many different architectures. But when I was able to connect with the technical services folks at a vendor, I was often so amazed at their level of depth. Can you talk about some best practices that you share on a regular basis for customers? Yes, the best practice. One of the things probably most of NTSE, especially core NTSE knows about the connection store, right? The customer has a very powerful application serving their customer. Their customer could be a millions users, right? They maybe have the peak time due to, for example, holidays and starting to pounding their website and using their application. How to managing the connections, right? Connection storm is a common problems our customer, every customer has. How to manage that, especially either in the replica set cluster or sharding cluster. This is a, what's the best practice that NTSE or TSE should provide. And we constantly help them. Give an example of that. Sometimes customer normally starting developing their application with obviously lower tier, very because they want to save the money. Our lowest tier could be a M10. It's a providing the like two CPUs, very limited IOPS. You can develop an application on that. And sometimes they start testing on that and they encounter some performance problem and they create the cases. So we look at, oh, um, you exceeding the connections or uh, you uh, utilize all the CPU power you can have. Um, they say, we don't want to solve this problem. So this is the best practice we have, right? Um, for production, we like to have a higher tier because with the number of customer or the connection you're going to use, workload, you need to have a higher tier to counter, to consume all those workload from the production. Uh, so we have a setting with this customer we work with, saying uh, for production, you need to use a certain tier application, uh, a certain tiers of cluster. And then uh, uh, with the development, you can do some uh, simple test or some low test to test out what is the bottleneck is, we can help you to look at it. And then when you go to production, you need to go to that tier so that make sure you have a best practice in terms of addressing all the issues that we already learned from the previously in terms of uh, connection storms issue. We have best practice in terms of how to set min pool, max pool, for example, to counter the, uh, because you don't want to, with the peak load of their application, the bombard or uh, 
MongoDB cluster, and which is will be demanding a lot of CPU in this case and creating a lot of bottleneck in that regard. This is a common thing that we have been seeing through the customer. This is the best practice we are giving the customer because the customer is in the NTSC account that I work with, they have so many silo of opportunity. Some new developer, they're not very familiar with MongoDB. Some, some development teams are very savvy with MongoDB, but however, especially in the beginning of a podcast, they're not talking to each other. They work from home. <laughs> they work remotely. They not necessarily exchange lesson learned through the uh, history. So this is the NTSC role uh, chip in. We say, hey, have you looked at uh, the other applications? How do they set up uh, uh, connections? Minpool, Maxipool, for example. How do they handle the connection pool uh, concept? You maybe utilize that so that you can avoid this kind of people that we already knew. So this is just an example. I have a number of examples about uh, how to scale over time. And you're starting setting up a cluster with, for example, sometimes they want to save money, right? They want to, in, in, you can set uh, provisional uh, IOPS versus non-provisional. So to, to simply, uh, the difference is, is uh, with uh, provisional, you can have a sliding bar with your workload. If you need a more disk IOPS, you can just slide in the bar without uh, interruption of the change in the cluster, right? So in this customer, we asked them, what kind of workload are expecting, right? They say, we don't know, sometimes high, sometimes low. So we give them a suggestion to say, you can uh, set a cluster in the provision, but uh, you were setting the IOPS can be low in the beginning. But if you are starting to see the uptick about your uh, uh, workload in the seconds and you need to react very quickly, you can just uh, slide in the bar for the IOPS which is give you more additional capacity dynamically without any change of the cluster. This is the powerful about the Atlas support, right? And allow them to change in this and to react live uh, workload increase. And normally we talk about a five minutes, 10 minutes span, they have this requirement. And there's no way they can just change in that cluster up here that take a long time to do this. It's the best practice we suggest them because we know their context of application, communicate with them. So as I mentioned at the beginning, relationship context is very important. After we're learning this, we provide it as the best practice. Yeah, super important. And I love the best practice around starting low with IOPS, not spending money you don't need in the beginning, yeah. and then gradually increasing the IOPS over time. When yeah. I first went through the NTSE training program, there was a set of tools, a GitHub repository with some really great homegrown internal tools that are now made public. Are those still used today? I know we, we send everyone to Atlas and there's a graphical user interface with great visibility into the metrics for your deployment. Yes. I'm wondering if there's still a repository of tools that the TSC uses a kit bag. Yeah. As I mentioned in the beginning, each customer has a different needs. So it's a very hard to have a one size fits all. So NTSE, whoever listening or the our salespeople or audience have to understand is uh, uh, NTSE is very flexible. <laughs> we are flexible. We first, we listen what's the customer need. We try to help them as much as we can and tailor to what they need. As you mentioned, we do have a set of tools developing over time, but those set of tools are can be using for any uh, TSE. It's not just strictly for NTSE. 
But in addition of uh, uh, NTSE, is what we do is different than TSEs. We have uh, in my count uh, that I work with. As you can see, some cases uh, is not the task basis, right? Some like oh my, for example, my server's down. How can I bring this server back up? Uh, that's easier. This is more like a task. But sometimes they say, "Is I want to do this, but how do I do that?" It's like an initiative. It's like a project. We don't have an answer right away. We don't have a feature that、uh, perfectly fit to resolving their problem. I just gave example about the customer want to security is important, right?、Uh, any customer want to be using a certificate, a TTL certificate. However. The certificate has an expiration date.、Uh, most times, certificate is like sixty days or ninety days, and you can rotate it.、Uh, our standard answer is: when you rotate, you need to restart the server, application server.、Uh, most of customer, ninety-nine percent of customer, will be okay with it, right? But for this particular customer, because their requirements, they don't they have a very large farm of application server, it become very bur- burdensome or impossible for them to do. It. Restart the server just for this certificate re- renewal, and because the operation cost, you think about the application team and、uh, the infrastructure team need to be work together. Just try to restart and testing, right? And、uh, they want to also they want to renew、uh, certificates very often, like week weekly basis. So this is a、uh, restarting、uh, application server become almost a non-starter for them. So how do we solve that problem, right?、Um, this is a part of NTSC can help we. As I mentioned, we are creating. It's like a project, right?、Uh, we create an initiative and and document their need, even though we don't have solution、um, today,、uh, MongoDB. But we can work with customer collecting the re,、uh, requirements. Then we coming back to、um, to、uh, internal. We work with the PM development team. That's the、uh, the track. The A means here is <laughs>、uh, advocate. So we bring、um, our development team, PM. Uh, with customer in the room and to talk about their needs, so that、uh, we can use that use cases to develop a new feature. You can imagine any large enterprise customer, probably sometimes they'll have such a requirements some point in time.、Uh, so this customer maybe just、uh, starting、uh, this requirement, but it can be utilized、uh, if we have this feature. The other customer, lot. Other larger customer will be benefit. So NTSC role, as mentioned here, is can help、uh, to bring the use cases on the field back to our development.、Uh, be an intermediate um, um, a person、um, between the customer and the development. So you get to see all facets of the MongoDB platform. What, in your opinion, is one of the most exciting features that you've seen come to fruition? Oh, there's a lots of features of duration. My personally,、uh, for, uh, I'm looking for、um, uh, new, new, new versions at、uh, 8.0, and、uh, there's a lot of new features in sharding, and there's a lot of stability features, workload isolation, and help customer、uh, fencing off and how to control the stability if they have a high workload, spurred high workload. I'm looking for those new features, sharding, and how to manage the workload. How to see the intricacy? You mentioned the metrics. We have a number of tools in our disposal to look at the customers.、Uh, how do they use in Mongo? We have a、uh, hundred, hundred metrics we can looking at as an TSE, as a TSE. But how do we getting more control fashion? 
and allows customer to die to their needs. Mm. I'm looking for those features and in the ADO and in the future uh, future releases. I see some features has been implemented as groundwork in the 6.0 and 7.0. I just give you an example. When I start with NTSE, uh, this is very common regarding to Atlas customer and on-prem. Any database customer knows upgrades. You need upgrades from one version to higher version for a number of reasons. Either the old version is starting to obsolete and of life, um, or a customer wants to take advantage of the new feature in the new release. For th- those kind of reasons, they want to upgrade. So how to upgrade that? Constantly battle. Um, because that's involved two sides, database upgrade and application need upgrades, right? Um, because a, a driver need upgrades, application need to customize it to the new uh, server. Over time, I know that application team and the customer side and DBA team, uh, they're separate team. They have a different schedule. <laughs> so it's very hard to do, put them together, spend time together to upgrading both sides, application, driver, and database, right? So we have this feature called version uh, API, right? So to separate this to upgrade, and you can do the, uh, the upgrade at a different time. So you, with a uh, uh, version API, you can say, uh, you can say, I'm using this old version of, uh, version API, even though your the MongoDB server upgraded, your applications can still using the old API version and you don't need to change it right away. So application team can change later on when they are time allowed. So this feature is simple, sounds very simple, but very powerful, very useful in the, in the field and fitting the what dynamic, how the application works with their own, how customer works with their teams. Yeah, and I'm just trying to figure out how that works. It's just amazing to me that like a new version of MongoDB comes out and it's a new version of the API, the interface to the database core functionality. And yep. it enables you to continue to support the previous version. And they call that pinning yes. it to the previous version. This to me sounds so powerful. And I'm trying to imagine what the code looks like that supports that. I, I would imagine it's like if defs in the, in the code within MongoDB that you're, as you enable a new feature that is a breaking change, you're if defing around that and checking the value of the pinned version API from the application itself. What a powerful feature. So I can test, I can upgrade, I can test the new version using the newest version of the API. And until, and I can actually roll out the new version of MongoDB pinning the previous version in production so that I don't have any breaking changes. Wow, just incredible, really powerful. That's actually very powerful. Anybody working technically on the field, upgrade is a very hectic move. I work at Oracle and other database. This is a constant battle. And sometimes it takes a year to testing out the full suite application and database, requiring all the team to work together in the same schedule. You can imagine, same schedule. It's very difficult. And this, my customers has a, a number of hundreds application. You want mm. all the hundred team work together <laughs> to work on the same upgrade and within the customer it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. So Mongo providing this feature, you know, from a different level, right? Uh, database upgrade, we have a feature C V, right? Mm-hmm. Feature compatible and version. And that's a, at a database level, which is you can upgrade your binary to the newer version. 
but you still can using the old features of database. Mm -hmm. But now we are improve that or uh, go to a next level to have a, a version API. So application can using the older version of API. Mm -hmm. When you feel comfortable, you can upgrade later on. Or just like you said, you can do a rolling upgrade, uh, one server at a time. And so this is give a customer confidence to using Mongo, give a customer uh, confidence to upgrade and uh, in their own pace. Great. Well, we're quickly running out of time, James. Before we break, can I ask you to share how you keep up to date on all of these? The volume of changes at MongoDB is, is incredible. Just the pace is mind-blowing. Yes. How do you stay up on all of the late-breaking technologies? And stay up late. Spend a lot of time. Spend your own time. Um, yes, uh, that's a joke. Um, actually, there is a truth to it. Um, it's incredible. Um, uh, four years I've been working here. You can see the, uh, I can personally feel the uh, innovations, the features we add, a tremendous um, um, to MongoDB. Addressing um, a large number of uh, customer issues. I can see MongoDB technology has been improved tremendously in, in, to addressing customer issues in a large enterprise level, especially. How do I keep up with this? MongoDB has a great culture. We have a lot of webinars and normally they send out um, through the invited most of people, technical people. So I'm trying to keep up with that and try to participate in it and try to hear what they're talking about and uh, how that uh, features related to my customer problems and so that I can advocate that feature to the customer. So talking to my colleagues and uh, so you cannot work in silo. You have to work with enlarge. Custom, uh, internal in large development team, TS team, participating in our core office hours to listen to other people's experiences. And it's all these things and basically spend more time and to be aware of what's going on and reading a lot of documents and go to a lot of, sometimes I meet a worker office and then number of times at the week I come there. I love to come to office. And one thing is I can meet the different people, development, and consultants, any new people that I met, I can talk to them. And it's always fascinating to ask them, to, what are you doing? What's the feature? And so to answer your question, number of sources, formal and uh, formally and formally. And uh, just spend, because MongoDB is a great culture to work. And I love to work here. And you can see everyone wants to share. That's the first and foremost. So that's how I learn. Yes. When you see more people and go to different invitation in the webinar, you can learn so much over time. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Well, James, this has been a great discussion. I, I want to thank you for sharing details about the NTSC role. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? Yes. As you can see, this is a, probably, Michael, this is the first part as an NTSC role, if I'm not mistaken. The reason I like to do this, and I want to let audience, I don't, I think it's a large audience to know how important TSE role is, how the value is, and how do we help the customer so that our salespeople can sell this, this concept, this role to our customer. And so the, in the end, the customer can benefit and they, and they can our value and our role and help them to use MongoDB technology. And we have a happy customer. And also, secondly, I also want to start this podcast, creating, using this uh, platform to, to allow my fellow NTSC colleagues to open their mind and come to this platform to share their experiences. As I mentioned, I'm just working on a two customer as an NTSC role. 
it's a very limited. It's it's my own experiences for sure. But I'm sure my colleagues, many colleagues, has so many their stories,、mm-hmm. and myself, I want to hear as well. So that's part of things I want to open to come to this platform. I want to encourage my colleagues come as well, so I can listen to their story to improve myself and also to help each other to do our bet our job better. Yeah, great. Well, James, thanks once again. If you're listening and you're intrigued and you want to find out more about the NTSC role, how it works, how you can、uh, get more information, visit mdb.link/ntse. Check the show notes; we'll have links there. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Michael.